Giannis free throws were kind of bad in the like, playoffs, in the season of playoffs. He was doing good. Mm-hmm. He improved from a level 69 to a 97. So did Stephen Curry. Because before, the media would, the media, um, the media mm-hmm. would just doubt him before he even got in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They doubted his shooting. And now look at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, but there's something funny about that. What's funny about that? Because um, yesterday's game when the when the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors going against the LA um, Lakers, mm-hmm. LeBron said, let me see you miss two, and he made the other one because mm-hmm. he missed his first one. And he said, how? And then the news reporter said, um, we never seen him miss because he's the greatest free throw shooter of all. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. King of the Court podcast, short takes featuring Jacob. <laughs> All right, we out. This is Hollywood Ham from King of the Court podcast. And I'm not here to tell you about what I used to tell you about. I'm here to tell you about Down Bad Records, the hottest in the city. Heartbreak Julio. Jilly with the Nueve. Hope I don't got to translate that for y'all. The two hottest workers in the city. Goddamn. My boys did a video for my favorite song. Joey and Bobby. Check it out, y'all. The video drops tonight. Multiple times on the show. Do me a favor. Check out their music. They're on all streaming platforms. Don't be late to the party. Don't be stingy with that share button. Down Bad Records. The hottest in the city. We here. You are now listening to King of the Court Podcast. Shoutouts to Wayne. King of the Core Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 24. Okay, we decided to give you guys one more before the season starts. This Good is up. the Sean and Stevie episode. Oh, man. This is this is, uh, this is trouble. <laughs> this is trouble. That's not going to be a struggle. It's going to be a good I don't know. It's going to be trouble. Oh, trouble? Because yeah, it's SNS? I got to step, step up for Nick's fandom. You guys are good. Why? I gotta wear the Knicks banner. Are we gonna talk about that preseason victory you guys had? Two preseason victories. Oh, you know what? You can have that because we're zero two in the preseason. Yeah, but y'all old. Y'all not supposed to play hard in the preseason. We're not playing hard at all. We're not playing hard until like April. Y'all, y'all got mad jokes, mad characters. Y'all just want to drink wine right now, preserve y'all bodies. It's it's I right. it's I right. I understand. I understand. The Lakers are in for the long haul, but we have to make sure we dial in and beat up all these uh, these uh, lesser-tier teams. But I do want to say things. Kyle Kuzma, wherever you at, you stink. Don't matter where you at. You could be East Coast, West Coast, North, South, 
Dubai, anywhere. You stink. Just get off the court. Or if anything, honestly, just relinquish those minutes. You don't really need those minutes, honestly, if you're not going to perform. Kyle Kuzma's winning most improved, or he's going to finish in the top three. I hope so, because that four points was really weak. And I'm tired of seeing big stat lines with 25, 26 minutes, you're bringing four points to the table. At the same time, it's not it's nobody's fault but the Laker fans and the Laker organization for building him up when he was a late uh, first-rounder. So. But it's he not did your well. fault, Kyle. So how do you feel about Alex Caruso? Um, I like the Bulls. The Bulls are killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Caruso's a hell of a glue guy. Mm-hmm. Hell of a glue guy. But you, mm-hmm. he brings that. He brings playmaking though, so he doesn't have to score in order to make an impact on the team. He brings energy, high energy players, and you don't see that poutiness. You see toughness. You see aggression. And he's a dog. Honestly, when you have dogs like that, players that are dogs, you're good anywhere you go. He's a playmaker on both ends of the floor. Absolutely. Defense. Absolutely. Um, defense. Then, then it's high intensity. It's not, I'm going to get the steal. It's no, I'm running down the floor. You know, he doesn't look like much. He doesn't look like he's going to explode to the rim. But absolutely he does. And he's strong as hell, honestly. But at the same time, we can't really talk about pe- the way people look as far as strength and, and, and skills because we just saw a big, flabby gypsy king Wash Wilder last night. So, you know, and you see Luka Doncic not looking the most, you know, cut up, bullying people on the court. It's quickness. Because fundamentals go a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Going back to that fight last night, shout out to Lowe. Lowe had one of the funniest comments I ever heard. Well, saw this morning. He said that hanger was like MSG in the 90s last night. Oh, I haven't seen a live performance in, in a, a sporting event like that live well in a bar where the roof was gonna come off honestly people were screaming honestly it, it was it was like those old videos where you see just like really hostile crowds just cheering Rah! we're gonna get yeah let's go it, it was it was it was very old school yeah msg at the garden was fitting i lost my voice by like the sixth round we have people just after every knockdown. Oh, amazing experience. Amazing experience. Well, I think I'm going to start betting on boxing. You're going to start boxing? Oh, no. It's way too late for that. Oh. It's way too late for that. When I was like in my early 20s and all the heavyweight fighters were like fat and out of shape. I mean, sorry. I don't want to bring your name up because you're a professional. But like the guys look like Chris Ariola and them. Yeah. yeah Butterbean. Yeah, I stood a chance. I just got this million dollar face that I don't want to get touched. Now you're like Wilder. You're like too cut up. You're too brolic. Nah, I'm just too... You're just going to be mad clubbing. Yeah. (laughs) But that's all I need. Overhands. But that's all I need to make a few million dollars. I'm good. I don't want to be the greatest fighter of all time. I just want to be rich. Yeah, it's that cardio, man. Cardio's it's a tough thing. Cardio's good. I did 50 minutes on the treadmill yesterday. You guys should be proud of me. 8 o'clock in the morning, too, or no food. <laughs> Woke up, went straight downstairs. It's 50 minutes. Slim Sean is coming, y'all. Slim Sean. It's Slim Sean for season four. <laughs> ah, anybody that slims up in their 30s is, is a legend. Well, look at JT. <sighs> I, that's a BBL. <laughs> he went, to, oh, he, he went to DR for the BBL. Yeah, Slim Tito. Tito, two jobs. Shout out to my boy. He got two jobs now. Hustle Mania. 
Everybody was doing well. It was a lot to celebrate yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Celebrate. Stevie's got a birthday coming up, guys. Yeah. Shy and shit. How old are you going to be now? 39? <laughs> Close. <laughs> Big. You know, I can't. You see, I can't wait to. The good thing about birthdays is that I'm here. And that's all that matters. No, I want to grow old. And I don't know. You guys want to stay young forever? Growing old means I made it. Means I did it. Means I survived, and that's it. It's a game of survival. We live here. Oh, yeah. All right. In, in today's day, man, that's some real serious shit. Um, but that's all you really want. It's just survival. Y'all, y'all want to stay young forever? Now I want to grow old. I want to see this happen. I want to see the change. Yeah. But I will lie at my age once I hit forty. I will be thirty-nine, and I'm stopping. My grandmother put me on. She's still thirty-nine. So once I catch up to her, we just stop counting at that point. We stop celebrating, stop counting. We just we get through it. It's one long year, thirty nine. It could take forty spins around the earth. Okay, so go look at your photos from right before you hit thirty. Obviously, everybody knows we're over thirty at this point. Then look at us now. I think we look a lot younger than we did. We look damn good. Yeah, yo, I don't know, man. Y'all be out here getting washed up. We out here looking good, man. Yeah, stride when we hit in the thirties. Stride. I was t- I was telling my wife that. I was like, "Yo, we 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 good right now." Like, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm looking at all these other parents playing baseball, at yeah, baseball, and all these events I got, and I'm like, "Yo, why they look so old?" They look old. man. They look old, man. Aging like fun. I'm still line. getting ID'd. And it's not like I look juvenile or I'm dressing juveniles. I just don't look old. You know what's crazy? When they ID me, I get excited. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, I get real. I'm like, you, you think I'm not 21? <laughs> oh, man. When I was 21, I was all uptight. What you mean? I'm 21. You don't see the, these stubbles? Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? I asked them, too. I'm like, are you are you, are you ID me because you're doing your job or is it because you, you, you're not too sure if I'm 21? Yeah. Some of them lie to me. The policy is... um. I got a policy where I work at. If you look under like twenty five, uh, you gotta get ID. If you look under twenty five, mm-hmm. like oh, you look good. under, because okay. you just can't, you can't play that risk. You can't take that risk. I'll take, I'll take that. If I look under twenty five, it's fine. I'll take that. But if you be like, yo, dogs, two thousand, like, you know, like nah, seriously, you know, you know, what, you know, what's so crazy? I know what they do now, right? As soon as they they see nineteen, they just give you ID. As soon as they see nineteen, they just give you ID back. That. Yeah, it's smart. That's it. Once they see nineteen, oh here you go. They don't even look. Oh. Yo, people. I I I read somewhere that someone said, um, probably on social media, they're calling people born before two thousand the late nineteen hundreds. What? That sounds old as hell. That sounds scary when we. <laughs> I I feel like it's like when I'm old, like cowboy movies. I was born in the late eighteen hundreds and yeah. stuff like that. Like. And you know what? We got all these, you know, diseases and stuff, man. You know, back in the the twenties, <laughs> which we are now, yeah. we had all these covids and all of these things. Oh, but you know what's crazy? It's all of this shit is gonna be in the books, like in a few years anyway. All the shit that we lived through, nine eleven, not in New York books, COVID, nine eleven, still not in New York textbooks. It's not in the textbooks. Yet? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Come on, man. We barely had anything in our textbooks. We still had. I have maps with Soviet Union in like the year two thousand. I was like, dude, I was playing Street Fighter USSR. What? <laughs> what? Those are the only places you can see called Russia USSR. Those books are old as shit. Those books are like from when the school opened up. You getting these, uh, man. And then, then 
What was it? Yeah, the Wire? They had all the textbooks in the back. They didn't even release them yet because of all the red tape and all the, the politics and stuff. Can't just release textbooks. You got to save them. Okay, you would probably... Well, if you don't know this, definitely would have, I'm going to have to ask Amanda randomly one day. How old is Miss Ostrom, bro? Dog, she, uh, is she still in the school? Because last year she retired. She was my sixth grade teacher. She didn't retire. Oh, she didn't? I can't see I her. I sworn I saw her. You probably did. During she, school like two weeks ago. My and kindergarten teacher told me she still works there because we was talking. Yeah. My wife was telling her that we went to school together. And um, my kid's kindergarten teacher was like, no, she still works here. Yeah. She's as foul-mouthed as ever, and she's super old. They don't know when she's retiring. I assumed because of the pandemic she probably retired. I didn't see her name on the roster. And, yo, she old. She old. And, honestly, if my kid gets it, yo, I got such a bad reputation because my brother did not get along with her two years ago. She saw my last name, hated me since. Hated me. Hated me. And you know what? In turn, I hated her, too. First class, I cut. Sixth grade, I didn't want to go. I stood home. People left, I came right back home. Once nine o'clock here, I knew everybody was at work. I came right back home. She called, left that answering machine message. I got in so much trouble. Shout out to the answering machine. You had to get home and get to that answering machine before your parents did. And if you had access to a mailbox key too, oh, take man. them letters. Go. You knew when that mail hits. Man, y'all kids, man. Shout now out. you can't get away because that goes to your personal voicemail. That's a fact. Shout out to my dad for having such a forgeable uh, signature. Those are good things too. Those are good. Shout out to that summer school report card that I for that forged. Oh, That's man. how I got my PS2. <laughs> yeah, he's just changing grades. You, you damn right, I'm changing grades that one year in summer school. I stood oh, on the block man. that day. Yeah, I got. I got. Shout gotta... out to your block for being that one street that I know no one walks on. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 I mean, well, because you didn't have to go that way where you guys were. Yep, y'all were straight. They literally just had a straight a straight path. Y'all gotta have them certain streets, man. You know your parents ain't gonna be on. That's a fact. That's a fact. Andy's block was uh, you can get caught on Andy's block. Yeah, that's a, that's somebody a, might randomly his mom might go to Key Food. That's a walk trick. up that way. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, let's take this way. Or you just get lazy coming from Kifu. No, I just started on, stood on that street. I don't want to go up the main road, man. Then boom, you're caught. But yeah, I gotta find out because she was there when Maine was there. <laughs> she was there when Dude was there. So yeah. Maine, what, maybe five five mm -hmm. years earlier than that. Yeah. So that's crazy. I'm like, because we've been out of there. I've been out of there twenty years now. Yeah, you got over 20. Yeah. yeah. Maine's 10 years before me. That's 30. Damn. Yeah, so she probably was just starting. And she was always old when we were there. She used to have uh, girls rubbing her neck and giving her neck massages. Whoa. That was filthy work. Whoa. That was filthy work. <laughs> we're going too far now. <laughs> Yo, that was. I remember that. I remember that. If you was on her good side, she'd ask you to give her a neck rub. Oh, that's sick. This is terrible. As long as it wasn't the, the boys. This is turning into dark side of the chalkboard. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, they think I'm not there. I'm coming for them. I'm coming for them. I'm in that school. They lucky I can't walk in that school right now. They're lucky oh. they got COVID policies. Oh, they are hiding man. from COVID policies. I'm coming for them. Oh man, we gotta get into basketball now. Um, about the first team all scammers. 18 oh my NBA god! Players arrested. 
I haven't heard the name Milt Palacio in years. That is the that was the roster of all the players in 2K that are eligible to sign for a team that they just kept on the damn roster. And you got to fill them up. Definitely There's NBA Live free agency. All 54s. Oh my god. And Tony Allen. I was so I was so surprised to see Tony Allen. When I seen Darius Miles, what the fuck you doing on there? He got a whole successful podcast and whatnot. Why are you on there, bro? Insurance scams, man. That's four million dollars in healthcare fraud. I mean, you know who the ringleader was? It wasn't Shannon Brown, right? Was no. it? I think they said it was Terrence Williams. Damn, and he's not even that old. No, none of them are really that old. I mean, Darius Miles ain't playing a while. Terrence Williams? No. Yeah, he's the 11th pick in the 2009 draft. Darius Miles was like 2001. So, yeah, he was mad young in retrospect. This is crazy. I don't, I don't understand. You were first-round pick? First of all, this is the big three fucking all-stars. Like, oh, I, man. Couldn't you just ask, like, um, Adam Silver? He'd be giving the players whatever they want. He's not like David Stern. But I don't think they needed the money. They just did it just because. They wanted the money. You got to maintain a certain lifestyle. Yeah, so I said they didn't need it. The mortgage, you know, you sign up for a mortgage. You know, when you're in the NBA, you don't calculate the fact that you're not going to be in the NBA for years, and you get salty too. You start seeing these. Uh, well, we had that big boom with the cap a few years ago, where um, Conley got paid, a bunch of players got paid big salaries. Um, you start getting a little salty. I know them old school players. I know Charles Barkley and them was getting salty when they saw those millions being thrown around. I know Michael Jordan gets tight anytime he has to sign somebody for like eighty million. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing it. I had to take one year for like thirty, and I was the best player in the world." Yeah. Michael, all them ex players be salty with those contracts. I mean, the game is global now, and inflation Mobile. too. Yeah, exactly. and they got a lot of more expenses and upkeep. Yeah, but at the same time, they was also. Riding that that trash charter bus, them trash planes, traveling overnights, doing layovers, probably mad cheap stuff, had mad cheap meals. These players are living in luxury, um, due to those uh the corporate nature of things. Every time they put a logo on something, ownership's getting paid. I mean, but that's how this shit works. Glenn Davis, I I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Glenn Davis looked like a scammer, schema. He's been wilding ever since he left the league. I'm not surprised he's on the list, but I don't. But I'm still surprised. Anthony Roten, Knicks legend. Tony Roten, yeah. That list is Ruben Patterson. Like why? I don't know, man. They all look like they carry guns. All them names sound like gun carriers. All right, let's let's go. You have the list up. Um, I got I think, partial I think list. I, have, I think I have the list of all of these guys. Let me go through it. See. Sebastian Telfair was charged too. Yeah, I was like, what the? F- why are some of these? Why guys is Telfair? Isn't Telfair in jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you scamming from jail? I have no idea, bro. Um, Tony Allen's wife is on there. Tony like, what Allen's the wife. Everybody was getting in. So, here? so essentially, they were they were submitting paperwork for dental work and all these other yeah, it was uh, health it was health health insurance yeah. stuff, and they were getting it reimbursed and paid to to a shell company, and those were being distributed, and the the rest of the money was being distributed to the, Bro, back to the players. Let's 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 read this list: Terrence Williams, Allen Anderson, Anthony Allen, Desiree Allen. That's Tony Allen's wife. Um, Shannon Brown, 
William Bynum, Ronald Glenn Davis, didn't know that his first name was Ronald until just now, um, Christopher Douglas Roberts, CDR, a.k.a. Supreme Bay, what the f- Melvin Eli, Jamario Moon, Darius Miles, Milton Palacio, Ruben Patterson, Eddie Robinson, Gregory Smith, Sebastian Telfair, Charles Watson Jr., Antoine Wright, and Anthony Roten. That, listen, there, you have got to be a special level of NBA fan to know most of those names. Yeah, you have to be. When, and, I, when, I, when, I, when I said Shannon Brown, Rob was like, Monica going to beat his ass. You see? You see? <laughs> <laughs> you see, those are the most eclectic, off-the-wall names. And being a special fan like that, I pride myself in knowing most of those names and remembering those names. And I think it was what? Maybe from 2001 to 2008, I knew every single player down to the 15th man. But now the NBA careers are a little shorter for the younger players, for the for the not big stars, longer for the big stars, longer for the household names, but much shorter for those uh, those Tony Rotens and those uh, Milk Palacios. Mm-hmm. Back then, you would stay on those teams for a while. So knowing those, seeing those teams, seeing those names. Um, yeah, they actually had pretty decent careers. They had long careers. They had veteran minimums. They had uh, s- small salaries, but at the same time, it was two, four, six million dollar salaries. Darius Miles got paid out the ass. Listen, man, get your money, young guys, man. But you got to do it smarter. And I'm a big believer: if you're gonna steal, steal big. I don't think they needed it though. But if you're gonna steal, steal big. Maybe they did need it. Maybe they, yo, honestly, players' wives, they, they used to, you got to keep your wives. They married you for those millions. But they wasn't even getting the work done for any of this stuff. Yeah. It was a pandemic. It was a perfect time to, to, to slide in those bills. Jesus Christ, man. There's then, no autograph signings. There's less independent leagues. There's less smaller things for them to do. And honestly, NBA, shame on you. These men, these men deserve jobs in front offices. These, there's no reason why these men can't work for the NBA. In the front office, front office training camps, all of these things. There's so many roles. G leagues. There's so many. There's so many roles. You should have a training and development program for a lot of these young players to come in and start in the NBA workforce. They have an understanding I mean, of how the NBA works. This. I don't care if you're a travel agent. Tony Rowan could be a travel agent for the NBA, understanding how the travel dynamics teach these men. You're pulling them out of high school. You're pulling them out of co- one year of college, and you expect them to after the NBA is done to to go and serve like and go into the workforce. Train these men. So Stevie, after seeing this, do you think that they'll be able to get like? Can you imagine if this these were linked to teams, actual teams? I mean, if it was linked to teams, that's a different thing. That's exactly why they're not giving these guys no jobs. They should have had jobs before that, uh, well, not maybe. to be put in these positions. Maybe, but um, we're hiring the videotape. Uh, some guy at a ho- yo. There's people that have to just sit there and record video of the damn NBA games, or you know, edit the tape. Teach these men uh, skills. I'm tired of people coming out of the year. Now that's how we got stuck with Kyrie because he went to Duke for one year, sat on his ass after four games, and said, "I'm good at basketball." How about you be good at research and education, Kyrie? And you know what he's good at? He's good at dancing around the subject and going over to um and reclassifying the Nets gym. Into a damn, into a damn uh, private private business where he could practice it. 
Is he going to reclassify every building? He's going to go into Barclays Center and reclassify it as a private residence? He's going <laughs> to, like, this is my home. I'm allowed to play here. And honestly, the Nets are so stupid and so willing to bend over backwards for him that they probably will do it. Kyrie, I think here. they're over. It. He's gonna be like he's gonna be like Kanye during the Donda. He's gonna be a, oh, he's gonna be in the stadium living. Yeah. I think they're over it. I hope so. Nash looks like he's over it. He hasn't said it, but his face shows it. Or maybe it's just over, just getting asked about it every night, every morning. Where were they practicing at? I seen Mad Flicks of them practicing outside. Outside? Yeah, I seen Durant practicing outside. Nets holding an outdoor practice. That shit was fly. Oh, because he can't be in indoors. Yeah, so they <laughs> he got to be social distancing. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this is going to be a new rule on the Nets games. You got to play six feet off of Kyrie. <laughs> Did you see the Toronto's policies? If you violate the... Yeah, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. You're going I mean, to it's jail, like $750,000 fine or some shit like that. You violate the uh, quarantine policies or whatever. You're going to jail. Canadians are nice, but I don't know. I don't trust the Canadian jail. Nah, Canadian, anything, everything about Canada is different. <laughs> it's different. They like the healthcare system and school and everything like that is free, but they don't fuck around. Yeah, you going to jail. <laughs> We're going to give you this, but you better act nice. And you know what? That's why them Canadians probably nice. Them prisons is, is, is tough. Uh, that's crazy. The yeah, some free... don't even play that shit. They don't even like, let you in Canada like just to like. Go be a tourist. You can't. You, know, with that. You, you can't. Um, right now the border's still closed. Yeah, he fucking around. But I, I hope they're over it. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think the Nets need to figure it out quick. What would you do? Would you trade him? <laughs> uh, it was a show called Oz. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> and, and one of the, the prisoners got hit with a needle. Like, just walking by, stabbed him with a needle. I think you kind of just got to walk up to Kyrie. With the vaccination. <laughs> the vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, too late. Oh, sorry. Maybe they should have, like, a practice and they um make it come down to the wire. Kyrie hits the game with her and they all jump on him and somebody just... Just stab him with the needle. <laughs> And then in 30 days, another one? Nah, so, just give them the J&J. One-shot deal. Oh, my God, man. That's incredible. Um, I, I really don't know what I would do. But I, honestly, I would... Ah, I hate to say it. You got to trade him. At this point. You got to trade him. Tito did bring up a very valid point. Every year, something is... He just doesn't play for something. Like, it's always an issue. So... Trade him, let him retire if he wants to. Middle. He'll come back in two years, and he'll be someone else's headache. That's what's going to happen. Talking oh. about Kyrie, um, me and Sharif was talking about this during the week. And then I was like, you know, I, th- I think something's wrong. But he's like, he's not crazy. I'm like, I didn't say he's crazy. I think something's wrong. And then I told him, I was, he's a great talent. He's just not available. He's preaching to me that he's available. And then now I go look at his games played. First year in Cleveland, 51. Second year in Cleveland, 59. Third and fourth year, 71 and 75. Fifth year, 53. Sixth year, 72. First year in Boston, 60. Second year, 67. First year in Brooklyn, 20. Last year, 54 games. That's a problem. Klay Thompson has missed two entire NBA seasons. He still played more games than Kyrie Irving. That's, that's, that's a crazy stat. That's... That's absurd. 
But Clay was Clay was a workhorse though before and he, that, and he's missed twenty eight percent of his games played, and uh, well, twenty eight percent of games in his career since he's been in the NBA. There's always something, and you know when you have someone that has all those, there's always a reason, there's always a problem, there's always something. You know that person needs to take some type of accountability and some self evaluation and realize if you have a problem with everything that's going on maybe you're the problem i hear a lot of problems from Kyrie. i don't hear a lot of solutions from Kyrie, and that's a big thing for me mm-hmm. bring something to the table mm-hmm. find some alternatives if you're going to do your research explain how you're doing your research and if you're not going to explain how you do your research because it's a private matter and we don't really give a shit give us give the nba give them some solutions because i know there's one thing the nba does is have an open ear to its players so if the players have a problem there's a solution involved. And the NBA invested a lot of money, a lot of time to make sure that they were leading the way in, in COVID policies to protect the players first. NFL didn't do that. Baseball didn't do that based on the outbreaks. But you never had a massive outbreak, maybe besides the Wizards at one point, And even then, it was just over-precaution mm-hmm. than what you had in the NBA, the NFL or MLB. I, I really think that um, there needs to be some more solutions in place, especially if you're going to complain all the time. It's Boston. It's this. It's that. It's LeBron. It's LeBron's my dad questions. It's the media. All these things, Kyrie, you really just need to focus on bringing solutions. I'm not going to tell you to shut up and dribble. I'm going to tell you to, to use your resources to find ways to to figure out how to play a full season in NBA. You really have a lot to 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 give. And you know what that that Nets championship if they if they win one I I don't see it making that big of an impact on the team, on the world, on the NBA. Bucks big celebrations. Brooklyn is going to be like, "Well, they won the championship." It's going to kind of feel like a a lockout championship if they win this year. If they win any year, honestly. Well, that's of This goes back to what I said over the summer. When the USA won the gold medal, and I was like, I don't know for whatever reason, but lately when like Kevin Durant wins, it doesn't feel like it's a big deal. It's like when they won the championship and when he was in Golden State, it was just like mm. they already won. Yeah, but they had won. Then the Cavs came. You know, they came off of mm-hmm. that. You know, that seven game series, and then the next year they won, and it was just it was totally unfair. But it just felt like second year was same thing. He wins the gold medal. Last year he was last year he was on fire coming back from that and you know that you know that was the comeback story but now that he came back and he you know he still looks like himself he looks probably even better yeah. on both ends of the floor actually, um, I feel what you're saying that's how I feel when he wins I don't know it's just like eh. it's it's true it's true it's because it's the it's the factors around it but I'll tell you this one though history is not going to do that history is going to treat that just like every other champion. And that's the good thing for Kevin Durant. When you look back at his career, when he retires and his Hall of Fame speeches, and you're looking back at history, you're going to see all of those championships and how much they mean. I don't think so. Uh, Dirk had the greatest, one of the greatest championships of all time, but at the same time, now it's regulated to a champ. It evens it out. It balances itself out. Yeah, but that's you'll been see those three championships like, like that. Like even though the Detroit, okay, the Detroit Pistons championship is like that in regards, like the Lakers were supposed to win. The Pistons will only like, you know, basketball fans like us appreciate yeah. that championship. But everybody else is like is gets overlooked. The Sixers um, too in the eighties. Sixers, um, 
Which Very one was, overlooked. Which one was it? The Spurs championship in 2007 the, when they played the Cavs. Yep. Um, it the, got lumped in with the rest of Tim Duncan's credentials. The Lakers in 09. The 10 championship, completely different. 10 championship, people remember. But the 109 against uh, against Orlando the Magic. Magic. Yeah. yeah, some of them is just like, uh It's the competition. It's the factors around it. Um, for Kevin Durant, honestly, I think Kevin Durant puts himself in positions where he he, he, he looks like the asshole. And he doesn't care because he likes playing basketball. But for the kind of player that he is... The amount of work that he's put in, as great as he is, I feel like we should celebrate when he wins more. It shouldn't feel like that. Well, he took the the smartest but also easiest option of going to Golden State. Yeah. It was it's a no brainer in hindsight. Why wouldn't you? I think we'd probably be condemning Kevin Durant more for not taking that opportunity. I feel like that was if our he fault. didn't go, huh? I feel like that was our fault. As sports fans, yeah, in today's um, how so? I feel like that was our fault because we um we put too much emphasis on championships. At a point, you realized, okay, Mike is six and zero, but there was a lot of great players in that time period who played who didn't get a championship because that man was that damn dominant, right? But then we got to our era, where you know it looks like Kobe's gonna be. You know, the next Jordan will be better than Jordan. Then LeBron. And then instead of us going and looking at how good these players are, skill-wise, the stat guys come in. Now this is where fantasy basketball comes in and numbers and everything like that and accolades. And now you start going, oh, you need six to be better than Michael. Or you can't lose in the finals, right? Yeah. And then um, also with some of these guys, it's like, all right, well, we can't say you're that great if you didn't win a championship. So rightfully so, let's say, for instance, Kevin Durant at a time period, people were looking at it and going, skill-wise, he's better than Larry Bird. No, he's not. Bird's got three championships. Bird's got MVPs. So if we look, if Kevin Durant never wins a championship, we just seen that list that came out, that 75th uh, anniversary list. We'll go through that. Yeah. You think he would be ranked as high without those two titles? He would be ranked as high without the two titles if he stood in Oklahoma City. Like okay, like for instance, right? If he, he if wins he one in there, Oklahoma, he, he wins one in Oklahoma, he probably would be ranked higher. Yeah, he would be ranked higher. He'd he would be, be ranked, ranked like how Giannis is being ranked yeah. now. He would be ranked higher. If he didn't win, though, we would also be giving him that AI praise. That wow, you did all of this on that team. That kind of while the GM just took shortcuts left and right to save money. But then you have but then you have guys who get that praise like that, but they aren't ranked as high or they aren't as respected by the casual fan because they don't have the rings. You got your Patrick Ewins, you got your Barclays, you got Malone, Stockton, AI. Um I'll even put Gary Payton there. Because Gary Payton even though he I, won one with the Heat, but he was like a twelfth man at that point. Because I test you look and you go, you know, I tell people all the time. Malone and Duncan, who's better? Duncan. What makes him better than Carmelo? Championships and winning material. There you go. You know, um, so we put the overemphasis on the championships sometimes. Some guys are unfortunate situations. And there's those, but championships also mean those intangibles were put together. Those sacrifices were made. That high pressure fourth quarter was made where maybe he didn't do it, but, you know, a role player, you know, like how Stockton or, and Hornacek, you know, got them through to the finals. Um, you know, there's those intangibles when you're winning a championship that 
that gets a lot of credit to your star player. Is this a done? lot of credit? We forget about the big shots from Steve Kerr, but we think about Mike getting them to that to that point. I don't know why people forget about the shots from Steve Kerr, shots from Cool Coach, shots from Paxton. Mm-hmm. Why do we overlook those things? But it's whatever. Shots from Chalmers, shots from Allen. Yeah, you know. The good thing about social media, though, I do like, is that highlights become more accessible, and you can see. I like seeing a lot of the sports feeds where they'll show. Oh, so and so was a beast, and you'll see a highlight package from Carl Malone, yeah. or you'll see a highlight package from honestly from Zadrunas Elgowskis. Since you know I brought him up in our chat earlier mm-hmm. today, you know those those players get so overlooked and what they brought to the table, and you'll see a a great highlight package from them. Um, Sabonis Senior yeah. um, was one of the great players, but if you start watching it and you'll see a highlight package, that player will be get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. In years, um, but the championships do make a big difference uh, as far as how we look at. We put a lot of factors in, and it's weird because in the NFL and the MLB, players are legends without those championships. You know, Ken Griffey is Ken Griffey without those championships. Absolutely. Um, Where do you think he is with the championship? Ken Griffey? Mm-hmm. I think he's the same. He doesn't change. Don't I don't think, think Ken don't Griffey's think so? career, I don't think his the way people look at Ken Griffey without a championship ever. Look at Mike Trout, greatest player in the world. Uh, greatest, people are saying he's the greatest player of all time. And you know what? The Angels don't do any. They don't even make the playoffs. I think if Griffey wins a championship, he's, he's looked at as the greatest player of all time. He had to beat like the but Yankees that, but that, but in that, order but that, to be. But that comes from my bias and me being a Griffey fan growing up. I I agree. I understand, and I same same with the, being a Griffey fan. I just look at like players like him, and I know we're deviating. We're going to other sports. Him and Barry Bonds. Like you can say what you want about Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is steroids. Whatever. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Before any of the steroid allegations, they ruined they ruined it. You know, you know? other the NBA the Hall of Fame is great for that. It it doesn't it didn't ruin it doesn't lose its integrity when you when you start playing making special rules in hindsight. I don't care how much cocaine you did. <laughs> like, if you were a player and you played great, I don't care how much steroids you did or, you know, whatever factors are. You know, there's so many players in the NBA that have those troubles, and you've got to honor the, the player, not the not the behind-the-scenes thing, especially when it comes to drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But to get off on a different tangent, but I think championships in the NBA are, oh, you're right, overly hyped, evaluated, that's honestly that's a team goal. That's a team effort. That's a city goal. That's a city effort. That means you're gonna have all that means to them is the franchise gets to celebrate you every ten years. Franchise gets to give you car dealership commercials. Now you're gonna be a legend every time you you know you got a hillside Honda sponsorship or a dealership sponsorship. Those are the things that you're gonna absolutely cherish and you got maybe more income now because as the 12th man you're going to get paid now because you'll do local dealership mm-hmm. sponsorships mm-hmm. um it's a way to honor the city it's a way to say our team came together but you can't really fault anybody oh he's not a winner honestly i think russell westbrook is one of the greatest players in the world and of all time because he's able to take a team that should be going to the playoffs same with chris paul that sh- maybe shouldn't be going to the playoffs and he'll get them to the dance year after year after year after year Mm -hmm. you don't see any he he brings something to the table and he creates something where you're not a lottery team anymore and those players need to be honored a lot more those team those players that get you to the eighth seed seventh seed maybe it's detrimental to the rebuilding operation but those players will not let you lose 
more um, win. They will let, win more games and they will lose. And those players need to be honored a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think playoff success and playoff longevity and being able to attend the playoffs means a lot more sometimes than a championship would. And it needs to be honored as much, as such. Kevin Durant, though, he's in a city that's not going to honor him as much. He's not media friendly this is uh, to the to the masses, and uh, the media honestly likes to slander his realness. I don't know. I like his realness, Kevin Durant. I like his honesty. He's a person. He shows you who he is. He talks back if you if you try to poke at him. He doesn't take shit, mm-hmm. and he's here to ball. He's not here to be your friend. I mean, I love it, but um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but in today's game, that's how you make the money. You've got to be that guy. You know? This is why um, within a year or so, it's going to be Giannis's league. And even Giannis, man, I'm telling you guys, he's going to... He's he's one of the biggest assholes in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, I but th- when it's time for him to put on and be a face... He smiles and well. give me some Greek freak shoes and... His sponsorship deals, it's it's all good, but I'm telling you, man, he's probably, man. But the thing is, he's fun-loving. And Kevin Durant doesn't give you that fun, that fun, warm, um, that warm side. Not he anymore. He saves that for himself. Not anymore. I think he was playing the NBA script that they give you. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I don't know, there's going to be a point where 2K becomes, it becomes more about 2K than it becomes more about the NBA. You follow what 2K scripts out for you, yep. you know, that my career. And players are going to get trained to that, too, after 20 years of playing 2K. And yeah. you start seeing that, and you grow up with 2K, and the players are starting to reflect. Like, like free PR? You know, the VC, essentially, they're going to be looking at. They're, they're not going to want money. They're going to want VC. They're going to want things. Hey, if I get this... I'm gonna. I could do this if I follow this script and follow this. This is. They're gonna live their life based on how, you know, it plays out in 2K. That's dope. That's a dope comparison. Never really realized it. You kind of are right. Watch. They they play more 2K than they you know than they're in structured in in life. Honestly, they they. Oh, this is how I'm gonna live my life. You start seeing with players like Trey Young and these young guys coming in now. Those that's the 2K generation now. But that's dope though. I think like Kevin Durant's needed. Like that type of person. We need that brutal honesty. He's needed. We had Charles Barkley's before. We had we had those Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. When you have somebody who's been like LeBron has been straight narrow for 20 years, you need a Kevin Durant. You know, it's been probably been plenty of times where LeBron kind of did that or whatever, and he hasn't. He's tried. He tried to be a bad. He had a bad guy seasons. Oh, to Miami? Yeah, he, 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 he was still. Day defense did that. Yeah, but he still was a little bit more confrontational, a little bit quieter. He, was he playing, stood quiet. Playing to the role, uh, but he was blatantly disrespected. Cleveland blatantly disrespected Absolutely. him. He had every right to to be angry and aggressive. Um, you know, missteps in the the decision, but aside, he has the right to go wherever the hell he wants. But then he went to L.A. and was. After he went through his bad guy phase, went to Cleveland, became a hero again. Um, but other players, I like those. I like asshole players. I like players when they're assholes. Well, those are my favorite type of people anyway. Yeah. Those are my favorite type of people. Two of my favorite pages on Instagram right now are Jumpman History and um, LBJ History. LBJ, I it was LBG. I was like LB. What? I was like, okay, that's cool. It's inclusive. <laughs> Those are two. Uh, that's a fumble. Those are two of my favorite pages on social media right now. 
I like I like uh, sideline sports. No, but I'm just saying. Well, it, for me, those are my two favorite pages because I'm a fan of both. Yeah. Um. And it's dope for this era because everyone's not gonna go back to YouTube and watch it. Like we yeah. were like YouTube boomers, sort of, and the kids or whatever. But then like now you have like the Instagram people and Facebook or whatever. Um, it's quick. Somebody puts it in slides for you real quick. You'll go through it. Yep. Um, it's a more creative way to watch it. They throw a little music in there or whatever. YouTube, you got to search for it, and there's a lot of... It's polluted. Yeah. It's 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 really crowded, YouTube. So you'll mm-hmm. start looking up highlights, and you'll get that same video package. And you know what? It's it's it, it's Maybe it's long. It's too long. I need I need short clips. I need short doses of you know Gary Payton being a bully or someone blocking shots or honestly even the Jared Allen highlights that's been going around how he doesn't you know the meme of him not backing down and then it was followed with a bunch of highlights of him blocking trying to block shots and getting dunked on. Yeah. And I need people to understand that you get dunked on for a reason because you compete. You can dunked on because you can test in the damn shot or somebody just they just catch you. It's not all about, and speaking of the 2K generation, you know, getting dunked on and, oh, you trash, you got dunked on. No, honestly, you kind of need your ankles broke. You can't stop somebody if you ain't get your ankles broke. You know what's so funny? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have an idea, but it's weird. It's like everybody thinks that you're going to have this flawless career. Like, you got, like, people, and this is why I say you don't appreciate the stars who do things for a long time. Um, one of them that's on right now, Tom Brady. Um, I think now that since he's became the old man and he's like won it as an old man, people are starting to like him more. People hated him. I didn't, I didn't hate him. I was just a Peyton Manning fan. Um, but now people are appreciating Brady. Um, people did not appreciate Floyd Mayweather towards the end of his yep. career. They wanted to pay to see him lose. People want to watch LeBron James lose every year in the finals. They don't really realize how hard it is to maintain greatness mm-hmm. for 20 years. The mental capacity of that, the mentality of it, the physicality of it, the physical ability that you still have to wake. Dude, anything that you do for 20 years to wake up and keep doing it at the highest level in the world, there's pe- and people are gunning for you every step of the way, people play their best games against or look to play their best against the Bucks or or whatever team Brady is. Or LeBron James, or you know Michael Jordan, or you know in the 2000s the Spurs. You saved yourself for it. You either said we're gonna save ourselves to play this team, or we're not even gonna try because they're so great. Like you know, let's just take the day off, see how we compete with our young guys because the Spurs are gonna kick our ass. You know, there's there's that appreciation for that high level mental aspect of it, and. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. But you start you start falling for him when they won, when he went to LA. Everybody started falling for. All right, LeBron's gonna try. And it's weird because you go to you see LA. You kind of want to beat the Lakers every time. You know, you go any LA team, any New York team. You kind of want to take them out. I never understood the hate of Tom Brady. I never hated him. Uh, well, we beat him twice in the Super Bowls. Being a Giants fan, but unless you were the Jets, Dolphins, or you know the Bills. There should be no reason to hate Tom Brady. It doesn't affect you. You can't make it to the Super Bowl. You can't make it to the Super Bowl. Honestly. And you know what? They give him all the praise, but the kickers did the goddamn job half the time. Well, I mean, it's because he keeps winning. The kickers won it. Doesn't matter. They didn't make the field goals. He wasn't scoring touchdowns in the end of the Super Bowl. 
Well, he got there. That was you know who was scoring? Eli Manning was scoring was getting the the throws and and winning the games. Um Manningham um, you know, those are the the big catches. He was getting you to the 30. He, he was getting job. you to the 30. He did his job. That's too. exactly what he was supposed to do. But he they heap all the praise and the the angst he towards did, him. That did. was a Patriots team. He did his job. And the kickers do that did their job, and that is the difference. And those are the things that I say going back to basketball: the difference between championship teams. You have guys who do their jobs. You got a lot of luck. Yep. Injuries, health. I don't see the, anybody hating uh, Chris Bosh as much as they do LeBron. You know, when he won the championship, Ray Allen. Because if he didn't tip that ball in, honestly, I would be mad at Greg Popovich for taking Duncan out. Those are the things you should be mad at. You shouldn't even be, you t- you find that one player, that one star, and you make him a target. Well, I always go back to telling people this when they say that, oh, if Tim Duncan was in the game, he would have got that rebound. So early on in the season, they played the Spurs. Um, I don't, be- I believe Wade and Braun didn't play that game. And I think Chalmers didn't play. Three of them were out that game. Make a long story short, they run a pick and pop. Chris Bosh hits a three, wins the game, right? I think he hit another game winning like that as well. Um, early on in the series, it was working. So they ran that. You put DL out there. D. At this mm-hmm. point, Tim Duncan's not the defender that he was, you know, everywhere on the floor. Yeah. You know? Interior, yeah, he's good. You know, maybe high post, okay, a little bit. But stretching the floor all the way out, it's a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that to say this. Where he got that rebound out, it didn't matter who was on the court. If it wasn't Dennis Rodman or somebody or whatever, Ben Wallace or somebody, the positioning of that mm-hmm. rebound... Yeah. Didn't make a difference. It, it changed nothing. Didn't make a difference of who it was at all. Um, the miscommunication was on the, the pick and roll itself, I honestly, and that's why he got free to get that rebound. But, um, yeah, you got to have situations like that. That just happened. Um, I'm going to jump into this list real quick. We're not going to be able to go through all 75 players. Uh, we don't have to go through one and two, but we will for fan purposes. Number one is Michael Jordan. With the share of the vote, 99.8% of the maximum amount possible. Number two is LeBron James with a share vote of 98.9% of the amount possible. Number three is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with 97.3. Number four, Magic Johnson, 95.8. Number five, who would your fifth person be? You cool with the top four? Yeah, I'm actually cool with the top four. I, I, I don't really have a debate. I can't when you get to that legendary status, you really can't debate certain things. Um the you know, it's Kareem has to be number three. I, I, I really believe Kareem's right there. Scoring, championships, just what he brings to the table. Magic, he's right under him, but Magic will relinquish that for, for Kobe Bryant any day of the week if you ask Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um but I would I Who would you but put by putting Magic at four, that can either be flipped with Bill. I think Bill's in the top five. That's what, what you Bill's got for, done so for that's the what NBA. You got for five? Yeah, I think Bill's the only debatable one would be Magic Johnson to me, and that's that's the thing. Magic can drop in my opinion, and I really can't give you an answer why. And it's probably more so of these all players are really great. You can slot Duncan right into that top five in place of Magic. I think. Yeah. I but I think Magic did more for the game, but also Magic had Kareem. Yeah. 
And and having Kareem gives you more flexibility as a player to develop your greatness, especially being a a a, a big point guard. But, but he changed also, the game. But it can also put urgency on your greatness. And it can either make you Magic Johnson or it can make you Ben Simmons. Yeah, and that's the truth. And that's the difference between a great player, though. I don't think he's not I think, great. But huh? I don't think he's not great. I don't think he's done. But we're There's gonna... a mentality factor of greatness. And Ben, for me, doesn't have that. Well, and that's what makes the difference. I'm not going to adapt my game. I'm going to play my game. And stubbornness stubbornness doesn't win championships I think, unless I think, you... I think, I think um, we're going to go off topic and go to Ben real quick, and then we'll come back. Is We've overlooked their careers in Philadelphia. JoJo wasn't healthy at all at first. Yeah. Ben was carrying the team. Yeah. Even in the postseason before he got that contract. JoJo wasn't playing. There, there's there's a there's a maturity factor though I believe, but like that's why I said like when have we actually honestly seen them seen them play a healthy postseason together? How many times? You have a big man who has injury issues and like look how many times was it just Ben Simmons and he kept them afloat and got them into playoff contention, made yeah, them but, a playoff team or or they at least competed. But to to completely deny your offensive skills and to but forget that. But see, my whole thing is, you're, look at the success you had from someone who refuses to shoot the ball. He's, not, yeah. When you put your pieces together, but he has to prepare himself though to cover roles, dude. When someone calls out of work, you don't have to fill in a role; it just becomes vacant. Like that's it's it's basic things you have to fill, and knowing basketball is primarily you have to score a goal. That's like saying Tom Brady not being a rusher, but if it's wide open, him not running, you gotta run, you gotta you gotta fill in at least to a degree. And when your team needs you to step up in certain areas, you have to do it. And that's why I call it the mental aspect of basketball, and that's what makes a great player. Get on that list by having all the tools and knowing when to use it to your but team's he, advantage. He, he does, it's a team game. But he does so much. When you pout and when you stay quiet and you want to leave because you failed to score, we're not getting into this. It's a mental aspect of it. If he wants to play a, a role, become a role player. I just wanted to do our weekly Ben Simmons because, you know. We, until uh, he gets traded, we're going to comment yeah, on every, him all day. Every week. Him and Kyrie until something changes. I'm um, telling you, just stick him with the needle. So, number five is Bill Russell, Stevie. Very good. Yeah, I would. I I, I can't say anything about Bill. And I put Bill. I, I agree. Bill should be above Wilt at number six. Um, Wilt's great. He put up all those accolades. But at the end of the day, it was a different league. It was a different level of domination. And... I would, you know, there's just something about scoring 100 and all those highlights. And But Bill, I mean, Wilt didn't, you know, he needed a lot of help to win that championship. You know, he put up a lot of empty stats, and that's how I feel about Wilt. It's great, but he put up a lot of empty stats. He was he was kind of the me player for the, the one of the first or biggest me first players in NBA history. These LeBron, Michael... And Kareem's stat, these accolades are crazy. Um, number six is Will Chamberlain. Seventh is Larry Bird. I, I, I hate I hate to say it, but... You putting Larry before Kobe? No. Okay, because eighth is Kobe, ninth is Shaq, and tenth is Tim Duncan. Shaq was another player 
But he was, he was, it, when you want to put like Ben Simmons, that mentality thing, Shaq knew he was great. Shaq didn't want to work on certain things, and that's what hurts him. Shaq could have been the greatest player in the world of all time, but Shaq chose not to work. His work ethic, his mentality of things. Carl Malone is 14th with no championships. That's the greatest non-championship player of all time. Yeah. Without question. Carl Malone? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I, I, I don't see anybody. The scoring, the durability, the his offensive game, his defensive game. You know, he came into shape every year, and he competed every single year. It wasn't that Utah, Utah when they had Carmelo, was a competitive and a, a championship team caliber team almost every time he was stepped on that court. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go into some more notable names. Kevin Garnett is 16th. I, for one, think that might be too high for I him. I think it is too high. I think I, that's too high for him. I think at the time, Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett was one of the greatest players. Oh, did we and... skip? Did I tell you Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's 13th. I mean, that that works. Works for now. That works. He's he's gonna he's gonna move higher as we get further into his career as he gets closer to retirement. And when it's all said and done, he'll be top 10. And my reason for being that I believe he's too high. Kevin Garnett is 16 because of this man Ray, who was number 18, Steph Curry. I, it's weird with Steph. Why? It's it's weird because everybody looks at him just as a three point shooter. He's currently in there. He had Kevin. Honestly, that first championship for Golden State means more to I think is one of those top tier championships. Change the game. Change the game. Absolutely. Um, he has some flaws though, Steph. Honestly. They kind of drop them. They remind me of the Spurs. I think he, they're going to come right back. They can win another championship before they're done. I think so, too. I think they're going to win one more. I, I, I think they have it in them. It's going to be one of those, wow. The Spurs 2007. Yeah. I, I see it. Wow, they're still winning championships? So 20, 2014. The 2014, yep. Yeah. I think they got one more in them like when they're like old, old. Patriots, yeah, when they when they came back and won the championship. Yeah, you get a young guy. Years later. You get another Kawhi or some shit like that or whatever. And they win I the just... Championship. The three-point shooting, everybody, you know, it's because the, we're flooded with three-point shooters now. So, I, 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 you know, now that this rival, not to say does rivalry doesn't exist, because anytime Stephen Brown is on his must-see TV, um, but now that it's not as crazy and the other crazy guys in here, and I could give my honest opinion on Steph Curry, Steph Curry is one generational talent away and two freak injuries in the same postseason from winning five straight championships. Yep. The fact that they went 73-9 and nine without Kevin Durant is absurd. Insane. Absurd. And it took the second guy on the list. I just didn't like, and there's a reason for it. When he lost all of those players and he had those struggles, or in the fourth quarter where, you know, at times where that defensive pressure was on him and he couldn't... You know, get that shot off or hit that shot against um, the Raptors. Against the Raptors, mm-hmm. um, times against the Cavs. Yeah. You know the pressure that they put on him. Uh, it happens to everybody, and you because he was getting such open looks, and you changed the game. And when that adversity hit him, I don't think he was used to it again because it was so easy for him. He made the game extremely easy. Yeah. He 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 broke souls. You can see players crumble when he hit a long three. And he did it with a smile on his face. 
He did it with a little shake and a shimmy. And the fact that he was able to break teams was was disheartening. And then when he had the adversity, you started seeing him struggle a little bit during the crunch time. Defensive pressure uh, being changed. But I think he's ahead of Kevin Garnett to me. Absolutely. He's ahead, uh, he's ahead of Moses Malone to me. Absolutely. He's ahead of Jerry West to me. Absolutely. Jerry West gets a lot of credit, and he's a great player. But I think Dirk's higher than him. You Dirk know, there's a lot Garnett. of modern players that are ahead of Jerry West. Yeah, and to have there. Dirk under Kevin Durant is absolutely absurd. Under? Yeah, ranked lower than Kevin Durant is absolutely absurd. You're going to have Dirk uh, Dirk's higher above. than Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Garnett, excuse me. Garnett, oh, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, I don't I don't know who, who puts Kevin Garnett that high. I, his defensive intensity, but Kevin Garnett needed a lot all of those, help. All those guys in that, um, like, 10 to 20. And it's I love Garnett. I'm, fi- I'm fine with that in that 10 to 20. But I'm just like, the KG thing threw me off. The two that Mike kind of ruined the was 2000s. A, and he was a great, and he was a great great player it's just that seeing him at 16 and then seeing the guys that follow him it's kind of interesting to see how where they went with this we ranked the 2000s weirdly the players in the 2000s i'd put Dwayne wade ahead of him i would too would you just swap him at 16 yeah i, I would yeah put Dwayne I would, wade no. at 16 put him at 22 he changed the game too you know he even hell even david robinson david robinson's 23 they could switch those two yeah, and I put him in that that uh, David Robinson type tier. Uh, Do you think this list change in another twenty five years? Yes, absolutely. There's too many good players. There's too many Lucas. There's too many uh, Durant's careers not so Giannis. Not over. You think Giannis will go from twenty four and he goes higher? I think he's too high right now. Twenty four. Yeah, I think he's too high right now. I mean, look when they look when they threw Shaq in there. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's look getting the, the Shaq treatment. But look at the resume he has already. Got pretty Two impressive. MVPs is tough. Two MVPs, final MVP, All-Star Game MVP, Defensive Player of the I Year. I don't count All-Star Game MVP. Okay, three all-time first NBA selections. Um, you said you the don't three count all NBA. I think he, if when he gets more, he can rank higher. I think he's too high for only having three all-NBA uh, team selections. Yeah, but he's got a finals MVP. Two M- okay, he's coming off two MVPs in one season where he won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He follows that up with... The finals MVP. It's like saying, you know, not Derrick Rose, but when that player starts off really hot, really high up on the list. Um, Stevie, look, it's look, debatable. Look at his three years. Look, okay, look at look at his three years. MVP. Okay, that's good. Second year, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, third year, All Star MVP, Finals MVP. It gets it gets better every year. His three years, he's gotten better. It's got the, can, the accolades have gotten better every year. I, I'll settle that it's okay for twenty four. I don't think he should be lower. I don't think he should be higher. Twenty four is fine. His career is very short right now. We're okay. a very short part, and he did come pretty much out of nowhere, non existent talent. And then he's followed by Charles Barkley at twenty five, Isaiah Thomas at twenty six. We have no issues with those. Scotty Pippen at twenty seven. Where's his ranking for you? Is that fine? Scotty, yeah. I think that's kind of high. Kind of high for Scotty. I think it's kind of high for Scotty. What about Chris Paul at 29? Um, I'm okay with that. I'm just not okay with him being behind Allen Iverson. Okay, you have him in front of yeah, yeah, AI, him. Yeah, I have Allen Iverson in front of him. Okay. 
AI was a different level of talent. Um, and honestly, AI took over the league, his scoring ability, his playmaking ability, and just being able to carry that that immense load every every night and it wasn't really stat padding he just knew he was a high volume shooter in order to get those in order to get to 30 points he needed to shoot a lot and there was no other options for, for to shoot his best his second best player was andre Iguodala a lot of times the kembe mutombo aaron mm-hmm. mckee a lot of times like a young larry hughes it was it was a very very poorly built team and he didn't even have the opportunity to really build it into a contender a long-term contender it was always it was kind of how LeBron's teams were built on the Cavs. It was on the fly. Let's get you this guy. Let's get you what's available. It wasn't no long, thought-out process. It was a horribly run front office for Allen Iverson. You can't blame him there. But those, those, the steals. You know, I think a lot of it was cheating on defense. But Jesus, man, no one cheated on defense like Allen Iverson. Yeah, but even on guard, it lock you up. I mean, on ball, it'll lock you up too, though. Yep. Yep, and you knew you couldn't make that pass. You knew you couldn't do certain things on the court because Allen Iverson was there. He was too quick. He was too strong going to the basket. He had he had a good shot. You know, he was honestly he was he was a center. He was like a forward in a guard's body. Yeah, fucking amazing. Then you got thirty two, John Stockton, thirty three, Steve Nash. Yo, 30, get Bob Pettit's old ass out of there. Thirty four, Kawhi Leonard. Thirty five, Patrick Ewing. 36, Rick Barry, 37, Bob Cousy, 38, Jason Kidd. I think that Jason Kidd should have been right behind. There's a three-man It should have just, just been Chris Paul, Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, and Jason Kidd. Yeah. It's it's the three-man. Well, it should have just it, it could have been Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, Stockton, and Steve Nash. I would have been fine with just them. Just a all whole being, point guard corner. I would have been them all in together. I would have been fine with them being right behind each other. But Jason um, Kidd definitely goes behind Steve Nash. Yeah. Well, to have him at 38 is crazy. Um, 39 is James Harden. I think he should. Uh, honestly, I think that one's disrespectful. I think Harden should be higher. He should be higher. I think um, Harden should be maybe like 30. I'm glad that Neek made the list this time around. Yeah, because he was omitted from the top fifty players. And list. now he's. At I don't 42. understand that. He's at forty-two. I don't understand that. Drexler, Gary Payton, I like. Drexler forty-three, not bad. Gervin forty-four. George Mikan forty-five. Get George Mikan out of here. You guys don't appreciate George Mikan. No, man. I don't appreciate. Listen, just because you're the first, you're the first because it's all white. Five titles. First because it's all white. He has his own drill, Stevie. So what? The mic and drill. So what? How do you feel about this number Dude, right here? Just, all right, but that's the Larry O'Brien trophy. Okay, you put a peach basket and you change the game. Uh that's gonna that 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 that's gonna be changed. It has to be. It's gonna be changed. It's gonna be the um LeBron James award. Um trophy. Uh forty six, Anthony Davis. Too high? That's uh, No, I, I see you place him there. Forty seven? Russell Westbrook. That's weird. There's a lot of players. It's just James Worthy. Wow, these are all Lakers. Wow, hold on. All Lakers. This whole list is Lakers. Forty-five. Mikan. Forty-six. Davis. Forty-seven. Russ. Forty-eight. Worthy. Forty-nine. Mello. Oh damn! Paul Pierce had to fucking ruin it. There's always a Celtic that got to ruin it. Paul Pierce had number fifty. Um, I don't like Reggie Solo. Bob McAdoo at 51. Reggie made the list. I don't Dame like Lillard. Reggie behind Dame. Dame, 52. I don't uh, like Reggie behind Dame. Wes Unsell, 53. 
Reggie 54. Stats, stats, stats are different nowadays. Just like stats were different back then. I am looking for someone because I have not looked at this entire list. Reggie's Whoa. over the name. Kevin McHale is 55? Kevin McHale is in the 50s, in, uh, in top 50 of all time. Wow. I think, I think Kevin McHale is one of the most underrated players of all time. Nah, he was overrated until Tim Duncan. No, excuse me. Sorry. He was properly rated until Tim Duncan. How so? Dad, I mean, he's the greatest power forward of all time before Duncan and Malone. Yeah, and he, he was the greatest power forward. Yeah. To put him there, Kevin McHale is one of the... Honestly, swap Mike in for, for McHale. Honor Mike in, but McHale is a goddamn beast. 56 for Ray Allen. You're right. You're right. Kale was a beast. 56. And Ray Allen, I, I think Ray Allen should be a little higher. 57, Pau Gasol. That's 58, fine. Well, Clyde Frazier. We, may, we got a Nick. That's that's biased. I will say he shouldn't be that low, but at the same time. No, he shouldn't be. Um, I would have had him ahead of Damian Lillard. I, him. Um, there's a few other players. Robert Parrish at 59. 60, Willis Reed. 61, Dolph Shays. 62, Dwight Howard. I don't got nothing else to say. I like Dwight there. Uh, I'm cool. He's I, on the I list. Like He's, he needs to, he needs to on, be acknowledged. He needs to be honored. List. I have nothing else to say because I've made arguments for years for Dwight Howard, and he's on this list. Do you understand how raw he came into the league? People don't understand that. Like the rawest player of all time. He was like Shaq with no like with no discernible uh, like. One thing that he did great, you know, he had no post moves, still doesn't, um, it, but he's capable. But what he did for blocks, rebound, defense, energy that he brought to the team, and to be able to take that Magic team to the finals was a great achievement for him. And how he recovered after the three, four years of just being traded everywhere and trying to relearn his game and trying to adjust to a, a modern game that's not built for the big man and to still have a role there. Honestly, he's the only one. He actually aged better than anybody anticipated by realizing that he's a pick-and-roll lob threat. And that's what he should always be. And the NBA will always have a role for a pick-and-roll lob threat. I just want to say that... Um, 13th by, in blocks is crazy. By looking at this list, it is going to be very detrimental to my arguments moving forward. Um, but then it's also time period. Steve um, Nash. But I'll bring it up at another time. Dennis Rodman, sixty-three. Uh, Chris Bosh, sixty-four. Tiny Nate. Nate. Now they dumped all the old players that we honor. Maravich, like Maravich, Pistol. Tony Parker made the list, sixty-seven. Dave, Dave Cowan, sixty-eight. Vince Carter, sixty-nine. Oh, this is getting interesting. There's only five spots left. Paul Reason, 70, Alex English, 71, always getting tight, 72, Bernard King, somebody's not on his list, Mac made the list. And that was what I was looking for. I said I was getting nervous, still one more person I'm looking for, uh, 73, Tracy McGrady, 74, Hal Greer, 75 is Lenny Wilkins, uh, what is this, an honorable mention, and also receiving votes, Bill Walton. Aro Monroe, Artis Gilmore, Draymond Green, Nikola Jokic, Kyrie Irving, Nate Thurman, Adrian Dantley. The number one person I was looking for on this list that did not make this list was Manu Ginobili. The second person I was looking for who did not make this list was Clay Thompson. For me, it was the Kemba Mutombo. 
I think Montemo's one of the greatest players of all he's time. On the, he's on the... They, they also receive votes. But um, to, to not be there... And people that were taken off were Bill Walton, Earl Monroe, Nate Thurman, Sam Jones, Jerry Lucas, Dave Bing, uh, Bill Sharman, Bill Cun- Billy Cunningham, and Dave DeBusher. And you know what that is? That is bias against the Knicks. It's because David Stern is dead. David Stern will not let you forget the Knicks. And I got a big problem with that. Knicks legends. You're taking off all the Knicks legends, and you're going to drop Walt Frazier out of the top 50? Get out of here. Absolutely. Well, there's been a lot of guys who've played since 73, Stevie. So what? So what? The list was, what, 25 years ago? And 25 years ago, all the Knicks are trash now? Dominique wasn't on that list 25 so years what, ago. So what, what, what made it? What did Dominique do? Dominique didn't do shit. Dominique didn't do it. Literally, did not play since the list. Oh, because you watched more highlights. Yeah, I think people get they got it wrong the first time. But to kick off about six Knicks, come on. Well, LeBron James. Okay. Is on the list. Kawhi oh. Leonard's on the list. Chris Paul's on the list. Kevin Garnett is on the list. Steve Nash is on the list. We kid is on the list. We added Alex English. What the hell did you guys do? You just revised it. You just oh thought better of it. You don't remove players for players that weren't ranked at the time. You don't just say you know what, we're gonna give this guy a shot. They had from to, the eighties and nineties. They had to. They had to add more people. And no, if to. you live with the fact that Dominique Wilkins will always be uh fifty, put Dominique at fifty one then, but don't rank him higher. What did he do? He didn't do anything. You had the information. You had the videotapes. You had the highlights. You had the stats. And you choose now. Oh, we're going to give him his spot. I think it's racist. (laughs) What if they just forgot Dominique? Because he ain't get served in Atlanta. And he made the news. He got kicked out of a restaurant. Oh, snap. We got to put Dominique on that list. And put him at 42. At 40, he's 51. He will always be 51. That is where Dominique is ranked. 51. 51. The biggest snub of all time. Greatest snub. So but 51 you can't just revision. Just 51 start. forever. You start, all right, guys, when they started making the list, 52. We got to figure this shit out. That's what they got to start at because they knew Dominique was on that list at 51. Didn't matter what other NBA players did. Dominique goes at 51. In 25 years, this list is going to be different. Yeah, Zion will be on it. And LeBron's going to be number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we can adjust the stats or adjust the highlights. Bullshit, man. Dominique, no disrespect to you, but you, you should be You know why LeBron's going to be number one when they do the new list? Unless on something else like him comes about? Him and Michael? Because young guys are going to grow up. The yeah. 2K generation is yeah. going to grow up. Yes. And you're gonna see it. Yes. You're gonna forget more about him. And he's gonna become George. He's about Mikan. to be, Lord willing, healthy season. He's about to be second all time in scoring for someone who we keep saying cannot score the ball. All the guys that we just named on that list, and he's about to be number two in scoring. Can can we stop talking shit though about LeBron? Oh, disrespectful. Dude, if you're the top three player after year 20, like, come on. Like, it's bullshit, man. Year 19, you're the top, still in the top three. It's not a snub. It's not a snub if we rank Kevin Durant or Giannis higher than you. It's really not. LeBron, if LeBron's using it for fuel, fine. But you media personalities, shut the hell up, honestly. 
Yo, there's no debate. LeBron's number three. Okay. Now, put him at number eight, number 10, number 12. Then you get a conversation. But when you keep ranking him number three in the NBA, two in the NBA currently, that's fine. He's number two all time. Number one all time if you, you know, depending on the generation you are, you're in. Fucking bullshit. Oh, man. Let's move on Dave to... Dave Busher, man. Come on, man. Stevie's not done yet. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. I understand Bill Walton. You know, that one championship, back injuries. Absolutely. I understand it. But he was dominant. Fine. It's like you can't put Derrick Rose on that list. Okay? A couple of MVPs or championship-type years. You can't get put on that list. Okay, that's fine. But Jesus. Jerry Lucas. Dave... Come on. Earl the Pearl? You can't Earl the Pearl. So next list, I need to see them back on the list at 76, 77. And I just don't understand how you how you don't change anything. You didn't like come back for five fucking years and now you're fucking on the list again. He came back. Dominique Wilkins came fucking back into the league. The fucking the the Knicks didn't do anything less. They didn't say, ooh, our championship means less. Let's come back in the league. They didn't hurt their status. What the hell did they do? Did they do drugs or something? Is this baseball? They did drugs, so we're going to remove them from the list? Because definitely everybody on the Knicks was on drugs. Stevie, they, they, they forgot about Dominique Wilkins, and that's why he's um, on. Um, they forgot. So he's 51. No. He should be in the top 30. Especially when you have more competition. should be in the top 30. I'm sorry, your Knicks players got removed. It's it's only for clicks, man. NBA, you still doing shit for clicks, man? Man, David Stern right now, man. He would have had all of them top 20. I feel like this is time to go to my favorite video. Where did it come? Where did it come? <laughs> Listen, you know what, man? Listen, all I want to say is watch the WNBA Finals. It's going to be a classic. Yes, please. Oh, my gosh, please. If you guys did not see the game on Friday night. Oh, man. Las Vegas I, I didn't catch it, and I regret I, It's one of the biggest regrets. Do not regret good not watching good basketball. When it's all said and done, honestly, there needs to be a lot more WNBA highlights put out there in social media. There needs to be a bigger social media campaign. Um, there needs to be more crossover with the NBA. Um, I, I think really the think... NBA players and everyone from the NBA is doing their job. I don't think that we're doing our job as fans in promoting it. And I'm and I'm saying us, but mostly I'm going to put majority of this blame on the women. Not Ooh. the women who play the sport. Right? Because the women obviously who play the sport, they're going to support it like anybody else who plays their sport and whatnot. I'm talking about the casual fan like the women who will sit up here and don't really want to watch basketball, but will watch basketball because they're watching it with their man or something like that or whatever. Mm. Or, you know, they're just trying to stay current and, you know, and or whatever. They like whatever guy looks cute or whatever they're playing. Y'all are doing a disservice to the WNBA, uh, WNBA by not watching it and supporting it and tweeting it as well, man. They got a great product right now. And I don't think they're getting the push from the female viewers like that. But not women, one. Women watch for. Not one female I that I know I can't on put Friday. Blame on women. On Friday night, not one of them I it's saw. It's not their product, though. Post- the NBA, they watch for Kelly Oubre's hair. Anything. They don't watch for the sport they've of it. Got, what, are they, what do you want to watch for the, uh, the Kelly Oubre's hair? They got beautiful women out there hooping. There's also needs to be a better. 
there needs to be one specific night where you watch WNBA games, and there needs to be an inside the NBA type atmosphere for that. You need to add more quality shows with it around it to dress up the product a little bit to get the casual viewer, and that's the woman fan. The woman fan is the casual viewer. She's watching for highlights. She's watching for what's uh, popular culture and water cooler talk. So if men lead by example and support the NBA, and I think the NBA and its teams need to support the WNBA. I don't care if the Liberty aren't in it. I want to see that shit on the Knicks feed. I want to see the Knicks retweet it. I want to see the Bulls retweet the you know the the not just the Phoenix affiliated teams. Well, look at the commercial. You they should got be for national. But it should be national, though. I think everybody. I there's not you. enough NBA team, uh, WNBA teams to match the NBA teams. You should be. I don't care if you're the Toronto Raptors. You should be retweeting the damn Atlanta Dream. At this point, don't look because it's your local team or your local affiliate. You shouldn't be. The Nets, Knicks needs to be showing more uh, Liberty highlights. I don't care if you own the team or not. I know it's money, but at the same time, when you're trying to build up women and trying to build up for years of what's going on, you need to take that step and say, fuck that that dollar that we're going to lose or that how much it costs for me to retweet, how much my retweet is worth. You should be giving that. when it, All you have to do is press retweet and it goes onto millions of people's feeds or repost or Instagram. Pay that intern because that's all it is. Understand? I understand it's capital. It's advertising dollars and they need to pay us. But when you're talking about building up a, a system or a league or, or your fellow woman, after everything they have given you, you know, women have done everything to support the NBA by creating these players, raising these players, developing these players. Honestly, give back to the women who actually love that sport and look to play it. And yes, they're not in the NBA. Yes, there's other reasons why they can't play with guys and girls and all of that stuff, and we're not going to get into it. But women, at the end of the day, for every goddamn guy that comes on that podium the first one they never think besides probably trey young they're not thinking their dad they're thinking their mom Mm -hmm. think about your moms think about your sisters man but you can capitalize on isaiah thomas losing his sister all day but you can't retweet a goddamn woman post don't get me started with that shit man i'm tired of people looking at advertising dollars and looking at what the what the worth of a retweet is or a repost is i think every nba league Every team should be play, should be posting women's uh, highlights. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get. You know what? You're going to get a couple kids who think it's real cool. NBA was a definition of cool when I was a kid. And if they said something was cool, I freaking followed. Watch the WNBA tonight, today, 3 well, p.m. Well said. The game will be over, but catch the other games in the series. Absolutely. All right? You got Diana you got Tarazi versus Candace Parker. Legends. What more can Legends. you ask for? How many more Diana Taurasi get seasons are we going to get? She's 39 now, bro. She's been playing forever, if man. If you would have saw how she did in that game on Friday night, and she wasn't having the best game, and she got into a little confrontation at the end of the third quarter. It was a rough third quarter. And she fucking went off. Bad ankle. I think she's got like a broken bone or some type of shit in, her, in the same foot. That shit doesn't heal neither, too. At 39? Oh, my God, man. And it's funny because we, we, we praise these players coming out of college and their their college careers. And, oh, man, they're going to light up the league. Then 15, 20 years later, and they're still playing. And you kind of forgot about them. Don't forget about these women, man. Like, look at Diana Taurasi, though. Candace Parker, she lit the league on fire when she came in. 
Rookie and then WNBA. NBA. I mean, uh, get in the kitchen. MVP. Like this is, this is um, this is nuts. Like she's another one, thirty nine. She's been good for that how that that long, long? since college. What uh, UConn? Yeah, twenty something years. She's been good that long, bro. That's insane, Candace Parker, y'all. If y'all don't know by now, how I feel about Candace Parker. I'm a fan of Diana Taurasi, but I love Candace Parker. I'm rooting for her to win this championship. Comes back home. In the same year, she goes to the finals. She on LeBron shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they win the championship this year? That'll be a good look for the sky. That'll be a great look for the league. Yeah. I Honestly, there is sometimes because of players like Tarazi, there's not too much of a, a, a parody in, in other franchises. So I do like being able to see that. And, and that's what like, happens when you have those dominant women who just continue to keep winning and winning and winning. Um, and this, so it's good for the sky. And this is a WNBA Finals rematch also as well for those of you guys who think we're just covering what just currently happened or what's going on in the sport. Watch these women play, man. Uh, more NBA fraud. Uh, Lazar Haywood arrested for fake COVID results. That's dope. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Him That's and I believe this is his wife. Um, they uploaded fake COVID results. I think they were on a trip, something like that or whatever. You know, I, going to Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. Don't, don't, don't fake this shit, man. They should. They're not fucking around with this COVID shit. But don't. It's dude. It's been. You know how much money's invested in testing and all this shit. Like, it's a lot, man. And people freaking really have to. Like, honestly, don't lie about your results. Be honest with it. And if you need to stay away from somebody, it's only for a couple weeks. If anything, we've done lockdowns already. Y'all all did bids. Just freaking grow up. If you want to go on vacation, take a vacation. And if you didn't take a vacation, if you didn't want... And you know what? That's pussy, though. That's pussy. I'm going to call him out on that. Because you know what? You could have took plenty of vacations when things weren't operating. But you was too scared because of COVID. Mm. I don't... I, I took... I was out of work. I took a vacation. I snuck it in. It was a window opportunity, but I could have taken it earlier. I could have taken it later, but I didn't want to take those risks. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to take the risk, so don't make a fake COVID test, dummies. This shit is crazy. But don't play with COVID. They were really not playing around with it. It, it shut when you shut down and take away money out of people's pockets and corporations' pockets. They're not going to play with you. Mm-hmm. And the government's pockets. Don't think the government's not coming back for what they want. Yeah, they coming. The league's coming back. You know how much money they spent on that damn bubble? They coming for all those dollars. Yeah, they coming back. League's coming back. Uh, Kyrie, uh, Steve Nash acknowledged that uh, Kyrie won't be playing in home games, and that's what they're playing. That's their plan. But you know what? He's probably going to 41 games in the season. He'll no, be it's fine. More it's more than that. It's going to be more than that. What about when they're going to play the other teams who are the man state? All right, 30, ga- 30 games. That's all you need. That's it. Fine. Sanctions will be left by the end of the season. It's going to be another season. Anyway, and you know what? We're all going to be idiots for all this Kyrie drama, and then they're going to lift all these mandates. Yeah. And he's going to be fine. That's what happened with all these leagues. You made all those preparations, and then it was like, all right, you guys are doing too much. We're lifting these mandates. You, you, you invest so much. Do you think they're going to lift the mandates? I think so. I think. They're going to have to. We'll see. They're Do gonna, it. they're gonna have to. He's probably gonna take the vax, and then they're gonna lift the mandate. Yeah, that'll be grimy. Uh, the Blasio's an asshole. Uh, Do we get into Sage Steel? Yes, no, maybe so. That'd have been more for Tito. Yeah. It's weekly racism, but I love Tito. Nah, bad. I can't, I can't talk about racism without Tito. Yeah, yeah that's that's my that's my partner. 
Yeah, I would. I would. I would I'll cover that. it, and he'll respond. He's my left, color guy. I would have left that one unedited. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, so racism. I'm reasoning racism. <laughs> I did not mean color as his skin, or maybe I did. We'll leave that for the next week's episode. We're gonna give them one more before season four. Nah, this is season finale. <laughs> I, I turned racist at the end. Stay tuned for season four when I become the racist. <laughs> King of the Core podcast, season three. Episode 24. 24. Shout out to Kobe. Season finale. Shout oh, catch the Almanac Monday. show, man. Episode number five. The streak is alive. Keep going, Jules. Keep fucking working, Jules. Verge, keep fucking working. Shout out to Bodega Poppy. Avid listener of the show. Follow at Michael J. Fox because he doesn't want you to. Yeah, please. There we go. We gave him. We gave him it away. Sorry. <laughs> Even though you guys say it every episode. Follow him. Follow him. But yeah, big shout out again to Bill Digger Poppy. Um Lenny. Lenny. Lenny the Legend. Yeah, we give him that name. Lenny the Legend. How's that? Alright, let's go. Double yeah. L. Yeah. Oh, don't forget, you um Stevie Uno. I am? Steve yeah, remember last night you he joined the Dark Order. Oh yeah, you <laughs> damn right. Stevie Uno. <laughs> Alright, stay tuned for season four. We out guys. Crackers. <laughs>